Reasonable with Mike Gerard. This is Mike Gerard. Today, we continue to look at media reporting bias and the country divided. Now, we covered mail-in voting fraud in a previous episode, and I didn't think we'd have to return to that topic, but return we will as there is a fresh new controversy. And this time, it is deliciously rich with partisan claims and strikes at the very heart of media bias and plainly illustrates just how divided we are as a country. It's late in the evening on August 14th, and the Fox News headline is that the U.S. Postal Service has warned that it cannot guarantee that mail-in voting ballots will arrive in time in 46 states. The article cites letters sent by the Postal Service to 46 states and the District of Columbia that their ballots might not be delivered in time to be counted. And that's the stated bottom line. Tens of millions of votes might not count. Now, we're going to stop right there and not do our usual exploration of this claim because something else is happening. The reason I checked the news so late in the day is because on social media, there's a viral story that alleges that the Postal Service is removing mailboxes in record numbers across the country and that they've also removed sorting machines from post offices, leaving mail to pile up for days. The internet is abuzz with claims that the president is trying to steal the election. That's the story, and that's what I wanted to see on Fox, but it's not there. Instead, in the space where it would be, is this other article saying your vote might not count if you mail it in. Well, this is obviously a prime example of the divide. On my own social media page, where I see posts from both sides and everything in between, it's about as polar as it's ever been. So what exactly is going on? Well, it's time for the Media Roundup. Ah! Ah, get along there. Ah, boy. First, we'll head to CNN. And yep, there's the top story. And as we've come to expect, it's, say it with me, the polar opposite. The headline is that the post office has removed mail collection boxes and reduced post office hours as critics accuse the president's administration of voter suppression. The article claims that mailboxes have been removed in four states and that hours have been reduced in another three. It indicates that the new postmaster general has made sweeping changes which has slowed down service. Let's check a few more sources. Okay, the AP has the post office warning about not being able to handle all the mail-in votes, and the UPI, same thing, but no mention whatsoever of what social media and CNN are claiming. Okay, so I really want to find evidence of these boxes being removed and the rest of those claims, so let's just do a broad search. And here we go. The Independent from the UK has the same type of story that CNN has, Ah, and here's a picture from a social media account, and so we're off to Twitter. And here's the poster, and he's from Oregon. There's a picture of a post office truck with a bunch of mailboxes on it, and there's a worker dealing with another one on the ground. Um, looks like this guy's been getting a lot of flack. Maybe these are being dropped off. Oh, these are just going to be replaced. Oh, okay, here's his updated response. He states that he took the picture... He indicates where he was on what day and what time, 
And he states that they were hauled away, and as of five days after the pick, no new boxes have shown up. All right, well, let's move on to these sorting machines being pulled out. And we do a quick search, and oh, wow, there's Vice. Oh, man, my inner 90s kid is tingling. Remember Vice Magazine? Well, they're still around, and you can do your own research, actually, as to what their bias is. I'm only here because they're talking about these machines, and this is no time for the tinfoil. We're just looking for leads. Got it? Okay. So they're saying that mail sorting machines are being removed from facilities around the country. Okay. They say 19 machines in five facilities have either been removed or are planning to be. And here's a quote from the Iowa Union president saying they don't know why they're being yanked. Uh, this article goes on for a while. It's actually more balanced than I expected. Uh, here's a quote from a Postal Service spokesperson saying that they move machines all the time to adjust for volume shifts. Um, here's another postal employee stating that additional sorters had been added to the remaining machines. Huh. And it seems that the new Postmaster General, Louis DeJoy, who this article is claiming is a longtime Republican fundraiser and donor to the president, um, has made these changes to make the Postal Service more efficient. And the article goes on to say that the reduced hours, the elimination of overtime, and what's happening with the sorting machines does actually make some kind of sense with regards to effective operations. And there's also an explanation of the way in which these machines work and their need based on the lower volume of mail. And now here's a statement from another postal employee who says that these machines are barcode readers, but many post offices sort voter ballots by hand. That was a very interesting article. Okay, so what do we have? Well, it appears that mailboxes and sorting machines are being removed. We have a new postmaster general who wants to run things more efficiently, and we have a postal service claiming it might not be able to process all the mail-in ballots. Yeah, I'm not comfortable with this yet. Huh, so what do we do next? Da -na -na -na. Aha! <laughs> Alex, what is the post office? Good question. Now, I know that the post office used to be a cabinet-level position until the big postal worker strike in the 1970s, which led Nixon to reorganize it into a federal agency, but that's about all I know. So, let's look into it a little bit. And, okay, it's an independent agency of the executive branch. Huh, I did not know that. And it's run by the Board of Governors of the United States Postal Service. Ooh, who are they? Ah, another good question. All right. It seems they are an 11-member board, and nine are picked by the president with approval of the Senate. Then those nine pick the postmaster general, and then the 10 of them pick a deputy, and that's the 11 members. Oh, okay. And the first nine serve a seven-year term, and their terms are staggered. So I guess that would give them a little bit more stability. And oh, no more than five of the nine can be from the same party. Well, how wonderfully nonpartisan is that? But whoa, 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 wait a second. The board has not been fully staffed since 2010. And in 2017, there were only two members? Huh? Like, what the heck? 
Well, okay, this certainly isn't a rabbit hole I was expecting to find, but hey, I'm jumping down it. All right, now, this info that I'm getting on the Board of Governors was from Wikipedia. And remember my caution on using Wikipedia from an earlier podcast, so yes, we're going to verify. And the claim of the reduced members of the Board of Governors comes from a Newsweek article from 2016. All right, into the DeLorean and away we go. Okay, so this Newsweek article confirms that the board is down members and that there are six pending presidential nominations and they've reportedly been frozen in place by, oh my, a senator, one Bernard Sanders. (laughs) And the article goes on and says they don't know why he's blocking the nominations. Uh, He might be trying to stop the closure of a postal facility in his state, but the article and the sources they talk to just don't know. Wow. (laughs) All right. This is not what I expected to find, but hmm, I'm pretty intrigued. All right. Deeper we go. Uh, Here's an article from 2015 that says the Senate has not confirmed anyone for the Board of Governors since 2010 and that Sanders is holding up the process over concerns that the nominees plan to further degrade the services. Holy cow, this is really fascinating. All right, so how many board members are there now? Uh, We're going to go over to the USPS site, and yep, here they are. Uh, One, two, three, four, five, six. All right, there's six, and the new Postmaster General. Okay, Um, now let's look at these six a little more closely. There's four Republicans, two Democrats, and oh, oh my, three were appointed last August and two this June, and the longest serving member was appointed in August 2018? So that means that the current president has appointed all six, who then in turn appointed the Postmaster General this June Wow. And again, that postmaster is said to be a bigwig Republican donor and supporter of the president. Ooh, I have so many questions. All right, settle down. Let's look at the Democrats real quick. Oh, now that's interesting. One guy was appointed to finish out a term that ends in December, and the other guy got a two and a half year term remainder. So that means that in December, There'll be four Republicans and a Republican general and one lone Democrat. Want to bet no one fills that vacant Democratic seat? Eh, You know what? I said no tinfoil earlier, so we're just going to leave this alone. But you know what? I do want to stick with the Sanders angle for a sec because that's just too amazing to leave alone. All right, so this all takes us back to the before time. And you might recall the president attacking the Postal Service back in 2018, and he called them Amazon's delivery boy. And he stated that he was going to change the fact that they are losing a fortune. Then he created a task force because he believed that they were on an unsustainable financial path and had to be restructured. Now, enter Senator Sanders. And, and this is all from a 2018 article in The Nation, by the way. Sanders is speaking out about how privatizing the Postal Service would be a disaster. Basically, he's saying that a for-profit model uh, would cause rural and low-income people to see a decline in services. Okay. And then he's talking about ways to make the post office more sustainable. 
All right. And then the article actually, well, the article actually ends by stating that the radical Sanders might not be too far off base with this. Huh. Interesting. All right. We're just going to do one last search. Oh, here's an interview from today with CNN's Anderson Cooper and Bernie Sanders. All right. We watch it and here's the rub. Anderson plays a soundbite of the president where he says, if the post office doesn't get the funding, then you can't have mail-in voting because they're not equipped to have it. And then Sanders jumps right on that and says, well, here you have a president who is attempting to suppress the vote by attempting to destroy the Postal Service. And that's the clip. That's the clip. Anderson. Oh, Anderson. Why not ask Bernard about how he alone held up six Obama nominations, which allowed his successor to name all of the current ones, who then just nominated this postmaster general? I mean, I'm done. I'm just done. It's the morning of the 15th. I'm finishing this script, but I'm going to check the news roundup. And bam, there it is. Last night, a Postal Service spokesperson said they will stop removing mailboxes in 16 states and in part of two other states until after the election. And that's straight from the horse's mouth now, isn't it? And that's from CNN. So let's check Fox and checking and checking nothing. No mention of the post office at all. Yesterday, it was the top story. And today, well, the divide has swallowed the story whole. Media bias at its absolute finest. So what exactly is happening here? Well, I'm not sure we can discern the whole truth as it would mean we would have to go places our security clearance just doesn't allow us. But let's at least try and summarize. So we have a president who doesn't like the way the Postal Service is run. It's a bad business model, needs reform. So he's worked to reform it. Enter the pandemic and mail-in voting. Well, he's already laid the groundwork and with the unbelievable and unwitting support from the senator from Vermont. Enter the stalled relief package in Congress, which has two funding provisions for the Postal Service, which the president is saying that without a deal, that money is not going anywhere. And as a result, boom, no mail-in voting. Then the Postal Service doubles down and says, yep, your ballots just might not get there in time. It, it, it's a perfect little storm. And those are the facts based on what I've read and heard. Now look, at the end of the day, this is arguably the most important election in recent times. It certainly seems that the push for mail-in voting is, of course, a partisan issue. The right has no problem going to the polls, and the left wants to limit their risk and use mail-in voting. I mean, I get it. I get both sides. But, and let me just drag my soapbox out here. And this is something that I don't like to do on this podcast, and it's not something I intended to do at the beginning. I just thought I would figure out why the left media was saying mailboxes have gone missing and why the right media wasn't reporting it. But we found a whole lot more, didn't we? And it rests squarely on the shoulders of our right to vote. To me, it's more than just a right. It's our civic duty. The blood that has been shed to ensure that we the people retain this right is not to be taken lightly. 
If you're on the left, you need to vote now more than ever. Are you going to draw your line in the sand and let fear and peril stand in your way? For shame. And if you're on the right, you also need to vote now more than ever. And, well, pretty sure I'll see you at the polls. Look, why are we not talking about how to make polling places safer? Why isn't that taking over our national discourse? Why can't I fill out my ballot at home and drive it to the station and hand it in from my car through a little slit in the window? We can risk the grocery store because it's a necessity. Well, so is voting. Let's stop this ridiculous circus ride in the carnival of the absurd and find a safe way to vote. Sound reasonable? This has been Mike Gerard. Thank <laughs> you.